What's up guys? Welcome to episode 59 of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan. We are here today. We got a pretty interesting slate here planned. Uh, we will start things off with a college, with a marquee college basketball matchup this upcoming uh, week. And then we will get into uh, an NFL season recap that we have. Uh, the now completed NFL season for this uh, year's regular season and postseason um and we will get into all of that first as always or to our sponsor this episode along with all future episodes of the sports show with ben and dylan are brought to you by state farm state farm is the best insurance company out there you need to go check out state farm today like a good neighbor state farm is there Yep, all right, so let's get into picking this game here. Uh, we have number four ranked Ohio State and number three ranked Michigan. Um, a pretty big rivalry in the Big Ten, so let's get into picking that. What do you got? Uh, yes, yeah, so Ohio State and Michigan are ranked three and four with Michigan at three, Ohio State at four. Michigan, uh, after taking a three-week-long break, uh, defeated Wisconsin yesterday on the road. A good second-half comeback for the Wolverines. As for Ohio State, they have been probably the hottest team in the nation besides Gonzaga and Baylor recently. Um, going from a team that was near the bottom of the AP poll to a team that is all the way up at four, like I said, they had nine quadrant one wins, which uh, leads the country. If you guys don't know what quadrant one means, it's basically like the first tier of teams in uh, the net or the Ken Palm rankings, however you're going to consider it. So unlike, it's not just teams that are ranked in the AP poll, but it's like the top 50 or so teams in the nation, so Ohio State has nine of those, uh, mostly in Big Ten play. Anyway, uh, my pick for this game, I think I am going to go with the Buckeyes. I know I know Michigan has had a very good season so far, but they looked extremely rusty in the first half against Wisconsin yesterday, and Ohio State, it, you can't make any mistakes really against at least the Ohio State of like the last month they have been very elite. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Buckeyes in this one. Okay, um, I think I'm going to agree with that. Uh, as you mentioned, Ohio State has been very hot as of late, so I think they get the win in this one. I like them over Michigan. So that wraps up that. Now let's move into uh, our NFL season recap. We're going to start things off where uh, with what we think uh, were this year's top uh, 10 regular season games. We're going to go 10 to 1. Yeah, so uh, we have 10 games as you just repeated, or as, as I'm repeating what you just said, uh, the first game coming in week eight, the Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. And this is a good game. Uh, the Steelers going into this game were 6-0. and The Ravens were 5-1. and They both happened to lose a decent amount of games by the end of the season, but these two teams were playing like two probably of the three along with the Chiefs' best teams in the league at that point in time. Uh, this game started off not not too great for the Ravens when uh, Lamar Jackson on their first drive um, threw a pick six, and it didn't get much better from there uh, for the Ravens offensively, but they got a touchdown, they started rolling, and this game going into halftime was a good one. Game closes out. The Steelers end up with the 27-24 win uh, to stay undefeated. Obviously, the Steelers didn't lose for like another five, six weeks after that. Uh, five weeks after that. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so this was an interesting game. Um, obviously, it came down to the wire. A good one, as were the majority of these 
Uh, but I think you've basically hit on everything. So now moving on to number nine here. We have the Colts versus the Packers in week 11. Now another pretty good one. Uh, so... Uh, so this game went into overtime. The final score in this one was the Colts winning 34-31. to uh, 31. Uh, things were even at the end of the first quarter, and then the Packers kind of exploded uh, in the end at the end of the se- or in the second quarter rather, uh, outscoring the Colts 21 to seven. And then the Colts fired back after a halftime, uh, shutting the Packers out um, in the third quarter and scoring uh, 11 points. Uh, a pretty even uh, fourth quarter with uh, the Colts getting the advantage by three to force the game into overtime, and the Colts would eventually win 34-31. Yeah, a big play of that overtime. The Packers had the ball uh, first, and they throw a little like wide receiver screen to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, he fumbles the ball, which basically gave the Colts the game. Uh, so yeah, that game was number nine because uh, as they went from what looked like a decent team at the beginning of the season, they continued to rise up. They had just beaten the Titans the week before, and now they get this big one with the Packers. They ended up making the playoffs, getting bounced in the first round. Uh, but yeah, that brings us to game number eight. Yeah, so uh, this one here is the Titans versus the Ravens, also in Week 11. Yeah, this is another game for the Ravens where... Um, where their offense seemed to struggle, but, but they still had the game in their hands, uh, sort of cruising up 21-10. Uh, to 10. Then, then the game started to sort of go south for them. Uh, yeah, so it was 21-13, to 13, one play that we may or may not be talking about later um, was, so the score was 21-16, to 16, the Ravens were uh, leading at like the 20-yard line. Ryan Tannehill throws a pass to A.J. Brown. He ends up scoring a touchdown. We'll describe it more later. Uh, but, yeah, they took the 24-21 lead. Justin Tucker drove down the field, got a field goal to make it 24-24. Then in overtime, uh, the Titans got a stop. Next drive, Derrick Henry rumbles down the field for a 29-yard touchdown. The Titans walk it off in overtime. Yeah, okay. So, moving, uh, I think, again, you hit on everything there. Pretty good description. Uh at number seven, we have the Rams against the Bills in week three. Yeah, in uh, yet another one um, that came down to the wire. What a shocker. Uh, the Bills ended up winning in this one, 35-32. A controversial uh, pass interference uh, call at the end of the game kind of uh, put this game in the balance. But in the end, the Bills would come out on top. What do you think of this one? Uh, yes, yeah, so another... another... I guess important component to this game being a, or to games being ranked better is epic comebacks. Uh, in the third quarter, uh, Josh Allen hits Stephon Diggs for a touchdown, put the Bills up 28-3. The Rams then proceeded to rattle off 29 straight points to take the 32-20 lead, 32-28 lead, where the Bills drove down the field. A pass interference call on the Rams on. Uh, fourth down kept this game alive for the Bills, and then at, with like 10 seconds left, the Bills uh, got a touchdown to Tyler Croft. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Bills took this one 35-32, like you said, which brings us to game number six. Yeah, so here we had one of the better games of the year, and in all honesty, this uh, this probably could have been higher on the list 
if it had more impact. This was a week two game between two teams that ended up not really doing much um, in this season. This was uh, Cowboys-Falcons in week two. Um, so basically what we had here is we had the Falcons going up huge. Uh, they were up 29-10 to 10 at halftime. And then the Falcons just choked their lead away. Um, and the Cowboys came all the way back and eventually got the win, um, 40-39. Now, the key highlight in this one was uh, an on, a crazy onside kick by uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, a watermelon kick is what it's described as, uh, where you put the ball flat on the ground, no tee, and you kind of spin it, uh, so it kind of looks confusing. You don't know exactly where it's going. Kind of a slow roller, uh, and the Falcons were very confused by it. It seemed like they didn't really know that you could pick the ball. As the receiving team, you can touch the ball before it goes those 10 yards. Um, but it, it, it did go the 10 yards, and the Cowboys recovered it. Uh, then drove down the field and ended up winning the game, as I mentioned. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, the, the Falcons obviously dominated in the first half. The Cowboys had turnovers. They tried to convert on a fake punt on the fourth down. It did not work out too well. Um, but then in the, the third and fourth quarter, uh, we rec- started to recognize the true... Uh, skill of Dak Prescott as he led a ferocious comeback and ended up taking this one off of a Greg Zerline field goal. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to game number five. Yeah, so in this one we have, uh, at number five, we have Raiders versus Dolphins um, in week 16. Um, this was another interesting one, another one that came down to the wire, uh, a pretty significant play that we'll get more into later when we do our top plays, uh, but basically we had a, a ridiculous, uh, Hail Mary throw by, uh, by, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, which again, we'll talk about more later when we go into our top plays, but the, uh, Dolphins ended up winning this one, uh, 26-25, uh, helped mostly by that great, Fitzpatrick play, um, and what what were some of your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, so this was obviously a good game, and, and at the time, it had a major impact on what teams would be in the playoffs. The Dolphins, well, maybe not gigantic, but, but relatively speaking, a big impact. Uh, at the time, the Dolphins were 9-5, uh, and five, and the Raiders were... Uh, seven and seven. The Raiders didn't exactly have a chance, but I think they weren't officially eliminated. If they had won out and uh, some teams had lost a lot of games, then they had a chance. And obviously the Dolphins, they thought they win this game. Maybe they would get it. And, and if they win the next one, then they definitely would. They ended up not getting in. But, but still, this was an incredible game uh, for Miami as Tua got benched in um, the third quarter, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and leads the, the leads the Dolphins to the win. So yeah, that brings us to number four on this list. Yep. So number four on this list, we have the Titans and the Texans in Week 17. Uh, so in this one, the Titans uh, won by. F- won 41 to 38 uh a pretty significant play was um a big pass at the end of the game uh by ryan Tannehill to aj brown which would set up the game winning drive uh for the titans your thoughts on this one uh yes yeah, another game that 
Uh, it's probably higher on the list because it's a cool comeback. Trailing 31 to 15 uh, with four minutes left in the third. Uh, Deshaun Watson scored a touchdown. David Johnson scored a touchdown. Deshaun scored another touchdown to put them up 35 to 31. Uh, then Ryan Tannehill drew the Titans down the field with a minute left. Uh, to take or a minute and 42 left, 38 to 35. Then all of a sudden the Texans uh, drove down uh, to score a field goal with 18 seconds left, tied up at 38, uh, which sort of segued into what you said about the A.J. Brown, Hail Mary, and then uh, the game-winning field goal that bounced off the uh, the left post in to the uprights. So yeah, that uh, brings us to the top three on this list. Number three, an interesting game featuring the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals ended up winning this one 37-34 in OT. Uh, it gave the Seahawks their first loss of the season. And one play that uh, I'm not sure how big of an impact it had on uh, the game, but, but a cool one, Buda Baker. Well, actually, no, this had a gigantic impact on the game. So, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were down at approximately like the five yard line. He throws an interception to Buda Baker. He almost takes it uh, to the house. We'll talk about that later, but this is more significant because had they scored a touchdown or maybe even a field on that drive, then this game would have never went into overtime. This was not a good game, and this was sort of the start of Russell Wilson's struggles this season because he threw three interceptions. Uh, also, Tyler Lockett had one of uh, the better receiver performances of the season finishing with a whopping 53 fantasy points for you fantasy owners out there, and um, 15 receptions for 200 yards and three touchdowns, which is ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, that brings – or do you have any words to say about this game? No, we can move on to our number two on this list, which involves the Cardinals as well. Uh, here we have the Cardinals and the Bills in Week 10. Now, this was uh, one of the best games of the year, hence it's the reason it's ranked at – uh, at number two on this list, but um, this this game was solid, but was highlighted uh, by the ending and by this ridiculous fourth quarter. Yeah. So, okay. So this this game was not not a great game to be honest. Uh, but Josh Allen caught a receiving touchdown, the second of his career, which was cool in the first quarter, and uh, the fourth quarter was ridiculous. So. The, the first thing, I guess the first thing that happened in the fourth quarter worth noting is uh, trailing uh, 26 to 23 with like a minute and 30 left, the Bills started marching down the field. People wouldn't stop catching the ball. Cole Beasley made a ridiculous catch to Von Diggs. It ended in a Diggs 21-yard touchdown to put them up 30 to 26. And uh, then on the next drive, Kyler threw the Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins to win over three defenders. It's crazy. Uh, we'll talk about the play. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that game, uh, which brings us to number one on this list. Yeah, so number one on this list, um, the Ravens and the Browns. In week 14, uh, the Ravens came out on top in this one, 47-42. Um, let's hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, yes, yeah, so this this is a good game, or this is the best game, but it, it started off as a solid game. Uh, everyone was trading scores for a while. There wasn't much defense 
in the first half. It ended up with, at halftime, a 21-14 lead for the Ravens. Okay, it's not that high scoring. Uh, but then the Ravens took a 28-14. to uh, Then the Browns trailing 28-20, 34-28, the Ravens. A lot of missed extra points in this one for some reason. Um, then the fourth quarter came, and this is where it started to get crazy. So first, the Browns scored a touchdown. Uh, so then they decided to uh, go for two. They got it 34-28. to Then uh, the Browns got the ball back, uh, took a lead 35-34. to In the midst of all of this, uh, Lamar Jackson, Ravens star quarterback, got injured. So uh, TikTok social media meme Trace McSorley had to come in and he ended up playing a few snaps um, but all of a sudden Lamar Jackson is back on the field uh, the score at the uh, at this point in time is um, 35-34 uh, the Ravens go and, and he throws an absolute bomb to Hollywood Brown scores 42-35 then the Browns proceed to drive all the way back on the field with a minute left and <laughs> take the 42-42 to 42, uh, tie. Then, with a minute left, Justin Tucker, no. The Ravens drive all the way down the field, and Justin Tucker gets the game-winning field goal. So, yeah, the final score was 47-42. to 42. There was one, like, safety with laterals on the last play. Uh, so, yeah, 47-42, and that was your game of the year. Do you have anything to say about this one? Oh, I think you hit on it all. This was uh, a terrific, terrific game. Um... And, yeah, I think that wraps things up as far as that. So, uh, let's move on to our top 10 plays of the year. So, this is um, really interesting. We just kind of accumulated. It's what it sounds. Accumulated, uh, in our opinion, what are the 10 best plays this year. So, let's get things started um, at number 10. Okay, at number 10, we have... Um, we or so actually here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna play the uh the call of the game. Uh so this one was uh the the Ravens and the Titans. Um that was a game we talked about um in our top games of the year, uh in our last segment there. So here's the call. Uh, so basically, what uh, happened there, if you couldn't hear, um, or if you couldn't figure out what that was, pass to A.J. Brown uh, from Ryan Tannehill, and uh, multiple defenders bounce off A.J. Brown uh, as he takes it in for the, for the score. Uh, yeah, so this was a cool play. A.J. Brown showing his absolute, uh, his absolute big amount of strength. Uh, also... This play had an impact on the Titans and not getting the win. Uh, so that brings us to number nine on this list. Yep, number nine on this list. Uh, so this was a uh, in the AFC Divisional round. Uh, this game was between the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this was uh, a pick six um, thrown by Lamar Jackson. Here's the call. Um, so what we have here uh, is Lamar Jackson throws the interception and um, 
and it gets taken all the way the interception in the, caught in the end zone um, and it gets taken all the way back to the house your thoughts on this one uh, yes a cool play that sort of ended this game as the Ravens were really struggling on offense but so were the Bills so this play by Cameron Johnson really really sparked the Bills uh, because I can't promise um, that they would have ended up winning this game uh, so yeah the yeah, this play made it 16-3. Obviously, the Bills hit the extra point. Uh, so, yeah, it's a gigantic play on helping the Bills win this game. If uh, Taron Johnson does not come up clutch with this one, who knows how this game ends up um, ending. So, yeah, that brings us to number eight on this list. Yep, number eight on this list, uh, one of the final games we talked about. Titans versus Texans, Week 17. Um, we touched on the Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown. Long play. Here it is. Uh, so AJ Brown catches a ridiculous ball from Ryan Tannehill, uh, which set up the game-winning field goal uh, for the Titans, uh, as we talked about uh, in our top games of the year. That game was ranked number four. Um, so, what what were some of your thoughts on this one? Um. Okay. So this play was obviously ridiculous, uh, and it sort of, along with uh, Sam Sloman. Hitting the game-winning field goal short up the Titans to end up winning the division, which they pre- proceeded to do nothing with. But still, it was a cool play. Um, so, yeah, the, the Titans, it was bomb. A.J. Brown, second time on this list, being featured. Uh, it was a sick catch. So that brings us to our next one. Yep, number seven on this list, we have Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, taking a kind of uh, reverse jet sweep uh, to the house against uh the Cowboys. Here's the call. Uh, so a, a great uh, feat of speed there by uh, Odell as he was able to run away uh, from the defense and eventually take it to the house as you heard. Uh, your thoughts on this one? Awesome. This was an awesome play. Uh, so a- as you said, Odell did. I, I don't know if you'd call. I guess you'd call it a jet sweep. It was. It was cool, and, and it was the dagger in or the nail in the coffin. It was the dagger. The Browns extended to three and one. It was. It was a cool play because it, mostly the guys who run that play are, are like the are like the gadget receivers, like the really speedy guys, like the, the McCole Hardmans of the world. Uh, but Odell isn't really like that, but this was still a super good run. Uh, that made the Browns uh, win, or clinched the Browns to win. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to the next one on this list. Yep, next one here we have uh, a Alvin Kamara slip screen um, here that he would eventually take to the house. This is New Orleans uh, and Green Bay. So, um, a ridiculous play, again, as most of these are, uh, by Kamara, takes the uh, screen and, and takes it to the house um, using the speed and agility that uh, Kamara possesses. Your thoughts? Uh, okay, so, this was, this is 
play that sort of um, highlighted Alvin Kamara's ridiculously good season, um, making plays uh, with his feet, obviously, and uh, in the passing game, which he thrives at. Uh, this is a beautiful play by Kamara. Uh, they ended up losing this game, but it was still one of the uh, best plays of the season, which brings us to the next one on this list. Yeah, so next one on this list is Lamar Jackson taking a big run uh, to the house in the AFC wildcard game against uh, the Titans, Ravens-Titans in the AFC wildcard round. Here you go. So uh, Lamar Jackson uh, just uses his speed and and how unique um, he is at the quarterback position um, and runs basically from uh, midfield uh, and takes it all the way to the house, dives in uh, for the touchdown. Um, As you heard there, your thoughts? Uh, Yes, so this play was incredible, uh, really showing Lamar Jackson's true athleticism and ability to uh, run the ball at the quarterback position. Uh, This play was third down. Uh, It looked like Lamar was sort of done for on the play as he dropped back, and all of a sudden there were guys swarming him, but he swerves around them uh, and ends up taking this one to the crib. So, yeah, this was a cool play and uh, a big one in helping the Ravens end up defeating the Titans to get Lamar's first playoff win. Uh, So, yeah, that brings us to number three on this list. Uh, number four, actually, um, we have, this is the Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, long, crazy play that we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the Dolphins and the Raiders game. Uh, here it is. Let's see if Fitzpatrick can pull a trick out. He got hit as he lofted it up. Boom, coverage! So... So, uh, what you couldn't see is... What was actually happening on that play was as Fitzpatrick dropped back, the pressure was on him, and his helmet actually ended up getting turned uh, the other way um, on this one, uh, and he was still able to complete the pass accurately, so a terrific play by him there. Uh, Your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, this is a sick play. Yeah, it was cool that Ryan Fitzpatrick... Uh, Like I said, he got subbed in, and all of a sudden he was making uh, the biggest play of the Dolphins' season that really kept them alive in the playoff hunt. Like I said, they didn't end up getting in, but it was still a cool play. Um, So, yeah, that that brings us to number three on this list, which is a bit of an unusual one. Yeah, so uh, this is the DK Metcalf uh, chasing down Buda Baker play that we were talking about earlier here. So, um, and you heard uh, Al Michaels say there, saving a touchdown, um, a pick six uh, seemed to be a guarantee on that one until DK Metcalf just completely outruns Buda Baker. Buda Baker had basically like a 10-yard head start, and he still just completely hawked him down and got to him uh, and brought him down before he could get to the end zone. Yeah, this play was awesome and really uh, like a lot of plays on this list really defines true athleticism 
uh, to be able to, I think the stat was he was running at like 22 miles per hour on his uh, chase down tackle. It was absolutely sick. And he wasn't even like the one targeted. He was not involved in the play. But all of a sudden, at the speed of light, he is chasing down Buda Baker at like the two yard line. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to number two on this list. All right, so number two on this list um, is basically just Patrick Mahomes uh, being Patrick Mahomes. Um, a crazy off-balance play here. Uh, Chiefs, Chargers in this one. Take a listen. So, um... Mahomes drops back in the pocket, gets chased out by a defender, um, and just off his back foot, just throws an absolute bomb down the field to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill catches it, stumbles for uh, a second before, uh, and eventually was in the end zone there. So, uh, what a play on that one by Mahomes. We know how athletic he is and how gifted he is. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so this, it just... It's Mahomes. He, he does what he does. He sort of like sidearms it like 50 yards down the field. It was, it was unbelievable. And, and and even more, and maybe this isn't the part that's getting highlighted, but great catch from Tyree Kill. Yeah, for sure. Make a uh, dive and a big effort. This was a game that at the time they were losing, uh, but this play helped them completely come back in uh, week two. So, yeah. That brings us to number one, and, and you knew what it was going to be, the DeAndre Hopkins, Colossal Hail Murray. Yeah, this one, uh, if you haven't seen this play or heard about this play yet, um, I don't know what to tell you, a ridiculous play. Uh, we'll play the audio, but the, it, it, it still doesn't capture how insane of a moment it was. We talked about it um, earlier. The Bills had that big drive um, that ended in a Stefan Diggs touchdown. Then the Cardinals come right back down the field. Um, and throw this bomb uh, that would give them the win. Um, over three defenders, an insane grab by DeAndre Hopkins. That, that play gets me goosebumps every time. Uh, what an unbelievable catch, but, uh, and, and I'm sure we talked about this at the time uh, of week nine, uh, but the ability of Kyler Murray to not only chuck a ball so casually 50 yards down the field, but to avoid the pressure um, and get that throw off so easily was impressive as well. So props to both of them for making that incredible play. Yeah, for sure. All right, so... Um we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with the second half of this episode. All right, so we are back, um, and now we are going to be moving into our top 10 players of this season. Uh, we have assembled our list here. Uh, start things off, again, just as per usual, go 10 to 1. Um, at number 10 here, we have Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. A really good breakout season for him. Uh, yeah, so Josh Allen... Last year showed some potential, leading the Bills surprisingly to the playoffs, um, and this year is sort of when it all exploded for him. Um, and, and a guy who will be on this list later, Stephon Diggs, acquiring him to be his main receiver, 
definitely, definitely helped him, but I, I think his emergence uh, is solely, or, or is, is mostly because of how uh, much he has improved for uh, over an offseason. I'm not exactly sure how it, it took such a steep improvement, but I guess it's just him uh, getting more experience. Uh, but yeah, Josh Allen broke out and uh, finished, I think, third in MVP voting. Uh, so yeah, great season from Allen. Uh, your thoughts on his season? Yeah, uh, you hit on it. Uh, a, a just a terrific season. You mentioned the addition of, of Stephon Diggs, and that's actually who's number nine on this list. Stephon Diggs, uh, wide receiver, Buffalo Bills as well. Uh, his tandem with Josh Allen uh, was uh, terrific this season, um, and I, I think they both helped each other a lot. Uh, Stephon Diggs got traded from Minnesota. Um, this this uh, this off season we talked about it. I'm sure if you go back um, to some of our if you go back through uh, some of the older episodes, um, you will find us talking about this move. Um, in all honesty, I didn't really think uh, Stefan Diggs and Buffalo would work out, but they certainly proved me wrong um, as they made it all the way to the AFC Championship game this year. Uh, so, shout out to uh, the Allen and Diggs combo this year. Moving on to number eight, we have Devontae Adams, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so Devontae uh, started the season on a tear with a great game against the Vikings, and there was no going downhill from there. He was hurt a few times, missed a few games uh, from like week two, I think, to week four, maybe, week two, week three. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but... Uh, Devontae was, I think, the best receiver in the league this year. Uh, you could argue it's someone like Diggs or Hopkins, but I think it's Devontae. Um, yeah, he, he didn't have that like one play that stands out as incredible, but just every game, touchdown, touchdown. Like, I think he ended up with 19 touchdowns. Uh, what a great season from Devontae, uh, along with MVP Rodgers, who we will be coming up to uh, later in this list. So, yeah, Devontae is at number eight next that brings us to number seven. Yeah, uh, so at number seven, we have Derrick Henry, uh, running back of the Titans. One of the better uh, performances uh, of a season uh, by a running back, probably ever, in my opinion. Um, hit uh, 2,000 yards rushing. A terrific season uh, from Henry. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this, this Henry season was incredible. Uh, in terms of statistics, reminds me of other Titans running back. Chris Johnson's incredible 2,000-yard uh, season. Henry was just dominant from start to finish. Uh, he went a little bit quiet in the playoffs, but still ended up taking home Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, so, yeah, that brings us to number six. Yep, number six on this list, Jalen Ramsey. Um, Jalen Ramsey, cornerback. Uh, of the Los Angeles Rams. He's been doing it for a long time, has been one of the best corners uh, in the league for some time. But this year, I think he really emerged uh, as being the clear-cut best uh, best cornerback uh, in the league. Um, the fact that you have someone like Aaron Donald on your defensive line, uh, to you know, teams are probably scared to run against that for the most part, uh, definitely helps as well. Um, we will get to Donald in a little while, but or in a little bit. Uh, but Ramsey's at number six. Moving on to number five, we have T.J. Watt, uh, defensive end on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yeah, T.J. Watt uh, ended up by 
maybe the majority of people getting snubbed for the defense player of the year. Aaron Donald ended up winning it. We'll get to that, that whole argument. Um, but TJ Watt statistically led everybody. Uh, or attacks, like sacks dominated. Uh, and when you look at the Donald comparison um, with him, what was better statistically, but Aaron Donald's impact on his team is bigger than just statistics. Uh, so we'll get to that when Donald appears later on this list. Uh, but yeah, at five, uh, we have TJ Watt, which brings us to number four. Yeah, number four here, Travis Kelsey, tight end of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. A phenomenal season by him, one of the better seasons by a tight end ever. Um, he, you know, he was uh, just tremendous in that Chiefs offense. As per usual, him, uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, uh, we know how big of a threat the three of them are offensively. Uh, so a terrific season by Travis Kelsey. Um, now moving on uh, at, to number three, uh, the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. His uh, connection with Tyreek, uh, or sorry, with Travis Kelsey, rather, and, and Tyreek Hill as well, uh, helped propel him to this spot. Um, uh, you know, you can people might highlight uh, the Super Bowl loss um, and say that maybe Mahomes doesn't, you know, doesn't have what it takes. Whatever uh, you might want to, you want you might want to say, but he's done it before. We know the talent uh, that Mahomes has, um, and he, you know, he he plays his heart out every time he's out there. So that's the reason he's number three. At number two, Aaron Donald, defensive tackle of the Rams. Uh, yeah. So number two, Aaron Donald. He didn't have as good stats as T.J. Watt, and he played one more game than T.J. Watt. But Aaron Donald's impact goes beyond that. Uh, not only is Aaron Donald uh, consistently for the last like, five years by far, by far, by far the best defender defender in the league, but I think you could argue that he is the best player in the league. Not the most impactful, maybe, on his team. Uh, or maybe not the most impactful because quarterbacks are the most important position on the field, but just the flat-out best. Aaron Donald is a specimen. He does everything for the Rams from getting sacks to tackles to um, applying great pressure on the quarterback. Everything Aaron Donald can do. Um, So, yeah, we have Aaron Donald at two, which brings us to number one. Yeah, just to touch back on Donald. I mean, he does things at the defensive tackle position. He is he has completely reinvented the uh, tackle position um, as a whole. He does things um, that you know we we've just never seen, and 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 really that the uh, defensive tackle position is not really meant to accomplish. So just just what Aaron Donald does consistently is truly amazing, and he's been doing it for some time now. And um, you know he gets he gets recognized as, you know, the best defensive player in the year consistently. Um, but I, I almost think he doesn't get enough credit um, for just, just doing things that, that no one has ever done um, at the DT position. So uh, Aaron Donald is truly, truly special. But at number one, we have Aaron Rodgers, quarterback uh, of the Packers. He won MVP, so I don't think we could have, uh, you know, really debate this one here. He had a great season. Um, some might say it was fueled by... The fact that the Packers picked uh, Jordan Love in uh, in the NFL draft, his potential replacement, I think that provided a great source of motivation for Rodgers, and it ended up 
uh, with a great season. Him and Devontae were just absolutely unstoppable this year. So that wraps up our top 10 players this year. Let's move it on to our top five playoff games. Um, so that, that will be the final segment here. Um, let's get into it. At number five, uh, we have the Bucks versus the Washington football team uh, in the wild card game. Yeah, so this game was not very good, but but there were, were very good games this playoff. Uh, even number one on this list, I was not too impressed by. Uh, yeah, this this game I think only is significant. Well, one because it was the first of the Bucks uh, four playoff wins on their road to uh, their second Super Bowl. Uh, but two because Taylor Heineke, quarterback who had only had one. Uh, who, in his first career start, he'd only had one other appearance at quarterback in his career. Uh, it played out of his mind, and honestly, the quarterbacks, the Bucks defense faced in the Super Bowl, Heineke, Mahomes, Breeze, and Rodgers. Obviously, Heineke stands out as the worst of the bunch, uh, but I honestly think he played the best of those four in, um, against the Bucks' swarming defense. So yeah, impressive performance from Heineke, and I felt, and I said this, I think, at the time that the Bucks were that one play away, like one bad Brady throw, one something away from losing that game potentially, but uh, they didn't lose it and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to number four on this list. Yep, number four, another Bucks game here. Uh, as this is the second of third of three uh, Bucks game on this list. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints in the NFC Divisional Round, 30-20. Um, to 20. We knew this one was going to be special. Um, potentially, um, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees for the last time is, you know, now we think it is with Drew Brees expected to retire this offseason. So, uh, this was another good one, 30-20 to 20, as I mentioned. Uh, Bucks win over the Saints. So moving on now to number three, we have the third and final um, Bucks game on this list: uh, the Bucks against the Packers in the NFC Divisional matchup or a championship game, rather. Yes. Yeah, so the the championship game, Bucks the Packers. It's a good game. The Bucks sort of blew them out through three quarters, but the Packers made it close because Brady couldn't stop throwing interceptions. Uh, Final score was 31 to 26. Some controversial calls maybe swayed this game towards the Bucks, but still, uh, the Bucks had some cool plays. Scotty Miller's, uh, as time expired, first half touchdown, um, and the uh, one controversial thing that happened in this game: 31 23. The Bucks uh, were leading. The Packers were at approximately the 10. Uh, they stalled out. Fourth down, the Packers decided to kick a field goal. With like three minutes left, the Bucks got a few first downs off of the penalty, and and that was that was that. The Bucks ended up taking this one. So yeah, that brings us to number two on this list. Yeah, number two on this list, we have uh, the Colts versus uh, the Bills in this one in the AFC Wild in, a, in an AFC Wild Card matchup. Uh, the Bills took the win in this one, 27-24. Yeah, so this is a good game. It's the first game of the playoffs. And it was one of the better ones. Uh, these teams are going toe for toe all day. Josh Allen, Phillip Rivers. Uh, this game ended up with the Bills leading 27-24. The Colts got a stop, had the ball, uh, tried to amount to a drive down the field, and uh, it didn't work out too well. So yeah, the the Bills 
or the Colts ended up stalling out as time expired. Uh, so the, yeah, the Bills got it done, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Do you have any touches on this game? No, I think you uh, you mostly hit it there. I think um, in in this one, uh, you know, I I think you basically hit on all of it. But it was a pretty good game, uh, good game, and it would lead to the Bills advancing, obviously. Um, so now number one on this list, and the last thing we're going to talk about before this episode is over. The Chiefs versus the Browns um, in the in an AFC divisional matchup. This one was truly a great game. Um, or I, I mean, no, it, no, it was a good game. Um, and overall, and it, and it came down to the wire for sure. Um, this game was just kind of going along. Uh, just just to mention, the Browns did not have the majority of their uh, coaching staff. Head coach Kevin Stefanski, most notably, was out um, in this one. Um, and so anyway, it goes on, um, the, the, uh, and, and eventually Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes goes out, um, mid, about midway through, uh, the fourth quarter, um, where we have, uh, uh, Chad Henney come in, uh, to replace him, and he has, um, the, I, I would say now pretty, uh, famed, um, 20-yard run on, third and and 20 uh to pick up the first or yeah just to just barely miss the uh first down so that leads to fourth in inches uh where he completes a little touch pass or yeah just a little short pass uh to Tyreek Hill to pick up the first down uh on fourth and inches uh a gutty call by Andy Reid but it ended up paying off as the Chiefs would win this game 22 to 17 and eventually move on to the Super Bowl which we know there they would lose, but still, this is, uh, in our opinion, the best game uh, of uh, of the playoffs. Yeah, so that basically wraps up this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.